0: You're listening to The Retail Perch with Sheikha Rahman and Gary Hawkins.
1: We're going to discuss industry challenges and opportunities in grocery retail, AI, current and upcoming trends, and so much more.
0: Hey folks, uh, welcome back to another episode of The Retail Perch. We took a week off there between Gary and I, kind of chilling and uh, enjoying the summer, so to say. So I think uh, we probably deserved it. I'm going to say we deserved that week off. Gary. absolutely. (laughs) right so I know Gary Gary had did some interesting traveling I think he went out to southern Colorado right Gary
1: yeah right we were in uh, Mesa Verde uh, National Park studying some of the history and uh, cliff dwellings and so a lot of history across this country a lot of people don't uh, I, I think know about or appreciate so yeah
0: and maybe one of these days we should do like a side episode of you know travels and and journeys, right? Yeah, absolutely. But anyway, listen, I I want to thank all the people who've been listening to our podcast and following us. So we appreciate it. Hopefully we bring some useful information, enjoyable information, maybe a few laughs here and there that we throw in. But you know, it's always a pleasure to be back here with Gary as a co-host. And today, as usual, we have another amazing guest on the show. So uh, and you know, we're gonna be talking about something slightly different off the topic that we normally do. We've been talking about retail technologies and we've been talking about voice and e-commerce and we had a great discussion the previous episode with Oralita talking about where e-commerce is going. But today we're gonna to talk about something I think is very important because we're, we're living in a world of data. We're swimming in the world of data. And it's very important to know how to protect that data, make sure it doesn't get into the wrong hands. And I think almost every day, you know, every week at least, we hear of data breaches and you know data falling into the wrong hands. And clearly that can make a lot of people very uh, unsettled. So we're gonna talk about how that can be secured. And to talk about that, we have an amazing guest here that we know very well. Uh, Ashish Shradi. Ashish, welcome to The Retail Perch.
2: Thank you, Shekhar. Great to be here.
0: Yeah, and Ashish, why don't you take a few minutes tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your background, and how you came to start Dypl.
2: Absolutely. So first of all, thank you for the opportunity to and inviting me on this podcast. It's awesome. You guys are just pros at this. At this point, I've listened to some of your podcasts before. It's super impressive operation. So I'm an amateur, amateur at this, so I'm gonna try my best. So, but you guys keep me in line. I do have a tendency to go off talking into tangents uh, and I know you guys have limited time and all that, but maybe we'll do some editing and keep it focused. Oh, geez, <laughs> so
0: that, that makes the three of us. <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> um, so no, so yeah, yeah. So um, I've had a close association with the bird's eye team in the past. I've done some work for them in the past and uh, really love the team and the work that these guys are doing. So from my background standpoint, been in the industry, I don't even know, 25 odd years now, uh, maybe more. Started as an electrical engineer, trained as an electrical engineer, but found my way through my career into more domain and data type of things. Last maybe 15 years prior to Dive Bell and a little bit of a healthcare stint that I did before DiveBell. I was mostly in financial services, uh, working for banks and investment companies and building data products for the business, trying to derive value out of data, figuring out how to leverage data for uh, launching new products and many other use cases like that. After that, I I did work with Birdseye uh, for a little bit uh, in the retail space. It was super exciting. It was a completely different vertical for me. Learned a lot. Uh, about how retail operations work, how the supermarket industry works. Uh, it was great associating with uh, Shaker and Gary for, and, and the rest of the team. And then um, I went off and uh, I had an opportunity to also work in another big regulated space, which is healthcare. So after Birds, Eye, I, I worked at a startup called Vela, which was building a care collaboration platform. So think about it like... Um, like Skype or Microsoft Teams or something like that, but very specifically around healthcare. So, uh, you know, people with chronic conditions, they have, instead of a, like a channel or, or, or a room, you have a virtual care room uh, online that generally happens in physical spaces. And what timing, right? Like I left the company around November, 2019, I'll get to Dive Bell because that's where the Dive Bell journey starts. But the platform is doing really well. I was part of the data team building the data platform to kind of Take those insights from all the conversations that were happening online between the patients their caregivers the doctors and the pharmacists and trying to understand signals around when intervention should happen because and i can talk about that for an hour but it is so interesting when, when conversation comes online, there's a lot more insight. Uh, and typically, patients don't talk about this. But when it's online, you get a lot of signal from that information. And the promise was, how can we leverage that to provide better care? So fantastic experience. But again, data was critical. And I'll go into, we may go into this a little bit where I had to deal with insurance companies who are our customers, health insurance companies. And uh, it was their patients. So we were a provider to these insurance companies. And they had super, super... They were super focused on how are we protecting that that those that patient data because you know there's hipaa and healthcare laws in the us and across the globe so across my career i get i'm passionate about data i am about leveraging data but i have had at least in, on my fingers i can count five times at least where i've had run-ins with legal counsels lawyers customers who are regulated companies who have asked very tough questions. And now I realize really important questions because when you're trying to build products, you're focused more on the top line on you know leveraging and delivering value. But there are these super important concerns about how do you make sure that you are a responsible custodian of that information. We all get excited about using this data for all these different kinds of things and building new products and things like that. But if you don't take care of that data and if you, if you don't pay you know attention to that In a more deliberate way, uh, things, you know, unfortunately, mishaps happen. And by the way, this podcast was not timed, but some of your listeners might know Wegmans was in the news last week, just last week. And if you read the news, you'll see what happened is there was a cloud database that was left out there with a lot of customer information, and it was an accident. It's not like they, they said, well, okay, we don't care about customers' data. But being a large organization, there's so many different things going on. Accidents happen. And and that's just one example. Everybody knows about Colonial that's happening and ransomware and all these things. So so November 2019, um, me and my co-founders, I was coming at it more from the standpoint of there's definitely, like I had seen this just right away, like just before I started Dive Bell, where we had this Health insurance company, we basically stopped our contract, said, like, you guys need to protect, you know, show us how you protect the data. And there was no good solution in the market. And I had to go out, my team had to go out and build this. And we were like, that is very strange. Why, why in this world, you know, with data as Shaker, you just said, flowing everywhere, why isn't why aren't there appropriate systems to protect this information? And so that was the seed. And then I got together with my co-founders. And they came. They come at it more from a security products background. They're more of a security background. I have more of a data background. And we put our heads together and we built a, a little prototype and we shopped it around some investors because obviously we didn't have the money to build it ourselves. So uh, we, we, we created a prototype and we shopped it around to a few companies. And they found it interesting. They said there's definitely something that we would really like to use and that's how the dive bell journey got started and we got our first investment in november of 2019 from Sil- uh, silicon valley venture fund and in 2020 we have been building the product and we have signed on a couple of early customers and we just raised another round uh seed round, last month and we are seeing really good traction and anyway so that's kind of just been my journey from starting at <laughs> doing electrical engineering writing assembly code to now doing data privacy and uh, data security.
0: That's awesome, that's awesome. So so basically what Dive Bell, uh, I guess if I can paraphrase this does, is it helps companies protect sensitive data and alert them to possible violations of any regulations around protecting that data, correct? and suggest possibly remedies of fixing that information. So something like what happened to Wegmans could potentially have been prevented because you would have known that there was a violation of this data being shared that, was, that violated some policies that Wegmans set up, right?
2: Yeah, so, so there are two aspects of privacy. So one part of it is compliance and making sure you don't run afoul of uh, the regulations and what your obligations are. But the other aspect of it is data security and information security. Now, if you don't take care of that, so what happens, it takes example, Wegmans example uh, for a second. What happened is, sure, you know, of course they, the regulations would have required them to have controls in place to make sure only the right people have access to that information that was in those cloud databases. So certainly they ran, ran afoul of that probably, I don't know the whole details, but I'm imagining. But the other aspect of it is there are lots of bad bad guys out there, right? And they want to use this information. They want to, you know, steal this information and use it for all kinds of, you know, bad things. So being compliant is one thing and keeping your inf- information secure, your customer's information secure, and your business secure is equally important. So you have to look at both these angles and both these aspects. And and, and the, fortunately, the foundation of it on how you do it is still the same, I think. You know That's what, that's what DiveBell pitches, is that there's a framework that you have to follow in terms of making sure that that information remains secure and that you are compliant. So what DiveBell does is essentially helps our customers start to get a handle on, okay, well, generally speaking... For a business that has been around for some number of years, they're gonna have a lot of different places where this information is. You know, your databases, your warehouses, your document repositories, your slacks, and you know, you think about it, right? We are living in an online world. And everything that you do in emails, right? Everything that you do is generally online. And all of that is leaving a trace behind, it's leaving information that can be sensitive, that can have some things that can be used for, for, for wrong purposes. So what I Build does, the first thing it does is it, and without getting too many details, if you want to, we can, but staying at a high level, what it does is you deploy what, are what we call sensors. And these sensors are little lightweight sort of components that you deploy within your cloud environment or your data center or what have you. And what these sensors are going to do is really do a quick survey. So we use mathematical techniques of sampling and things like that. So it's very quick. It's efficient. Cool. Um, and it- so Ashish, if I can interrupt you there for a second.
0: I want to, because I know you cover a lot of topics, I want to make sure we can kind of sure. break and unpack this for our audience so they can kind of digest this information. Uh, so we're talking about a couple of things, folks. So we're talking about, you know, why do you need data privacy, right? So one is the regulation side of things, you know, those requirements that you have to comply with. And the second is really more fundamentally ethical, right? Reasons that's right. why you need to protect data that your customers have given you. You're basically a custodian of that data, and you have a moral obligation, ethical obligation of protecting that data. Obviously, that's where the the regulations arise from is is enforcing those rules and those ethical requirements. Uh, and, and you know, I think what you're talking about here, Ashish, is a framework that you guys have put together where you can, you can comply with these regulations and at the same time, you know, basically fulfill your ethical obligations of protecting this data effectively, irrespective of what regulations may or may not be out there because you know, it's That's right. PII information and sensitive information. You wanna make sure that you're, you're a responsible custodian of this data, exactly. right? And, and so we're really talking about You know, two things here, and I think Dive Bell and Ashish, what you guys have put together here is really a framework of how any company that handles this kind of data can properly manage this, right? In a a fashion where there's a process that's set up internally to identify, number one, you know, violations of the policy, and then uh, flag them appropriately and create the alerts. And then third, maybe even provide remediation in terms of how it can be fixed or how it, how data that can be masked. So it, if it does get out of hand, you're still you know, safe in some sense, right?
1: It's a good, good summary, Shaker. And I just want to pick up on where she was, I think, starting to go uh, in, in what you were describing, the sort of sensors that are placed in different groups of data or whatever to help the company understand where their data is, right? And uh, I'll tell you, that addresses a a really important point that I've run into a number of times talking with retailers, right? It is frightening to me how often retailers, and I'm talking about, you know, multi-billion dollar a year retailers Mm -hmm. don't know where all their data is. You know, they, they may provide their loyalty data customer profile data to a digital marketing agency they know about that but they don't know that that agency is in turn shared at five other places you know where their PII data is out or they don't know that in the feed that's going over to this other vendor that they've got PII or other data in there that they need to worry about so it sounds like you, what you're describing is a really Neat way to to help a company understand where their data is
2: going. That's exactly right, Gary. And where I was going with that is step one in the framework is know where your data is. If you don't know where your data is, how do you know it is protected? Right. It's a very simple question. It's not a technical question. You cannot protect what you don't know. Right. And. And, and you're absolutely right, Gary. It's not just supermarkets. We see it even regulated industries. I'm not going to name names, but there are some pretty big names we have spoken with, and they themselves are terrified. The data protection officers and the security officers of these companies are, are concerned, given what is going on in the macro environment. And. Though it might sound like a trivial thing to know where your data is, trust me, it's not. <laughs> oh, it's, it's,
1: it's, it's not, uh, not at all. And again, just to quickly sort of relate this back to, to retail, right? You know, uh, a, a good number of retailers are familiar with the, you know, uh, the GDPR, European yeah. regulations, California's privacy legislation, but a fast growing number of states Also have legislation that is percolating. Even here in Colorado, there's something getting very close to being signed. Um, And each of those uh, laws has some pretty hefty fines in it that retailers are going to have to confront if that data gets out in the wild somewhere, or they don't comply with what those regulations are. So no, this is massively important and timely.
2: Absolutely, and you're right. And and that's another point. There are, I think, the last at my last count, there are 15 state legislatures that actually have bills. And by the way, there is also a federal bill, just like GDPR in yes. the Europe. We have a federal bill in the U.S. that is that has bipartisan support. There are not many bills these days that have a bipartisan support uh, in this country. But that is one of the bills that has a bipartisan uh, bipartisan support. And there's a lot of sort of swell, and then there's a lot of sort of momentum building behind these regulations and and the reason is because consumers are starting to expect it um have you i'm sure you've seen the apple ads i mean apple's doing a great job for us they're you know they're coming out with these commercials um, that are fantastic and they're getting the message across that privacy is important and um so it's a societal change really and we are on the front we're like in the first inning of the societal change is what we believe and I don't, I, don't, I don't want to say we are the only vendor. There are a few other vendors, but because it is uh, such, a, such a, a great need at this point in time, and it's, it's not satisfied with uh, appropriate technology solutions, it's a, it's, a, it's a wonderful place to be in. And uh, we, are, we are excited about solving this problem for our customers. Because yeah. the one thing is like, Shaker, going back to what you were saying earlier, compliance and being on the right side of regulation is one thing. Uh, You know, you can lock everything down. So security officers and and protection people today are saying, well, we're going to lock everything down. Nobody gets access to data. Well, guess what happens? You're not, it's that data that has such value now cannot be used for the purposes that it should be used in a responsible way. But there is a lot of value in that data, even for those users and customers, right? So one of the principles that we at DiveWell also believe in is we want to enable the use of the data. We don't want to say that it's locked down, you can't access, you can't have access to it. How do you enable our, we want to enable our customers to be good custodians, make sure it's protected, it's on the right side of regulation, but at the same time, be able to access that information when needed for driving their business forward as well. So it has to be balanced. Both both aspects have to be balanced. So, I mean, I, I
0: like these analogies, uh, Ashish. So it's, this is almost like having a, an airlock when you want to get out of a spaceship out for a spacewalk, right? You can't, have, you know, you need to be able to get out to do the things that you need to do, but you need to be able to secure the environment so That's you can exactly get out right. safely enough, right? So, so you want freedom with responsibility, right? Exactly. So you want some freedom, and clearly, you know, I mean, you know, what we do at Bird's Eye, we use we use a ton of data and to do some of what we do, and clearly, you know, making sure that you can do that. Uh, while giving customers the confidence that you are using their data responsibly and, and to improve services is critical. And you know, ours is just one industry. I'm sure this applies to pretty much any industry that does any kind of transactions. And you know, it's it's all about data, whether it's e-commerce or healthcare, or you know, I'm going to a car dealership. I mean, in fact, I went a couple of days ago to to buy a car, and I was I was surprised with uh you know, with the, the abandon with which they are handling people's driver's licenses and they're <laughs> you know, copying the information. You don't know if it's going to be shredded. Where is it going to wind up? You know, there's a lot of concerns. I mean, so, so let's talk about, uh, you know, how do you go about, you know, the framework, high level framework, just to help our listeners understand without getting into too much technology. So you talked about
2: these sensors, right? So, so what are these sensors? So yeah, so these sensors are these lightweight processes. It's You don't have to have a special hardware or an appliance or anything like that. It's just basically any, it runs on a regular computer in a data center. So that's the first thing, commodity hardware. Most companies, if you have a website, you're running these machines already. So what what you do is essentially you install one or many sensors and depending on your configuration um, and um, these sensors, what they do is they, you point them, you tell them, you know, here's all my databases, here's my Google drives or whatever data infrastructure you have. And what these sensors are going to do, is they're going to do a quick survey in a very lightweight manner. And we put in a lot of energy to make sure that it stays lightweight because there are that's another sort of a whole different path of how our competition we believe is failing at this because they're applying some very brute force methods and you know these days if you have you have like most companies i'm sure even bird's eye has tons and tons of data and if you try to look at every single record in there it's never going to complete so we have we have put in a lot of effort in making sure we do sampling we do intelligent methods or quickly getting a sense of where your social security numbers are where the loyalty card numbers are where credit cards might be and things like that and what the the, so the framework goes know your data first you deploy these sensors these sensors data scans that gets done in like in most, it has taken us is about 45 minutes from deploying to getting the first scan. And, and you see these results of so DiBell has a user interface with a single pane of glass, where a, where, where a user or a customer can go and look at, okay, where do I have all this information in my infrastructure? And not only that, we will also tell you who's accessing. So what kind of data there is and who has access to that information. So these are the two critical things that DiBell will immediately show you after that first scan. So that's the step number one in the framework. Know your data, who's accessing it. Number two is start going in and looking at why do I have this information in five different places? And I can tell you every single time we have deployed, at least eight times we have done this. And when someone looks at the results on the other side, they're always, I thought I knew where all my sensitive information is. I didn't know I had it in 10 different places. Oh, what is this place? Like, I didn't know that my loyalty card numbers are in this other location here in this other database. Who created that? Why does marketing have access to that information? (laughs) So, So we don't have to say anything. The scans run, we are there with our customer, they are looking at the information and their eyes go, wow, I didn't know I had all this information in all these places. And from there on, right? really, we don't have to convince them. They're like, okay, let's figure out where who needs to have inf- access to this information, why, why do we have all this information, is there redundancies in there, so on and so forth. So the second step, I think that you mentioned earlier, uh, Shaker, is to make sure you... Provision the right access to the right people for a purpose and purpose is a technical term, it has become a technical term because of regulations and privacy laws, but you have to have a legal basis of processing so why do you have people's credit card numbers or their names or email addresses, so you assign purposes and there's dive Bell helps you through assigning these purposes and making sure the right people have access to that information. Um, It also helps you mask that information. Suppose you do need to have that information in in a particular place, but it should be masked out. It shouldn't be accessible in its raw form. So you kind of go through that. So there are, I would say three or four things that a a customer goes through in terms of making sure, okay, now I have a baseline. Okay, I've cleaned it up. You know, those people who shouldn't have access, don't have access, I have mass data, you know, data is in the right place. So you go through and create this baseline. Now, with this state, I am now compliant. My data is secure and you tell Dive Bell, okay, I am baselined, I'm good. Now what Dive Bell is going to do, by the way, the sensor is is running, you can set the frequency up. Typically every day, every two days, the sensor goes and does its survey again. And it compares now what baseline was set that you told Dive Bell that this is good versus maybe something just changed. Maybe somebody just assigned, they wanted to run a campaign or somebody wanted to do some analysis and just made a quick copy of the data and spun up a database, right? With cloud, it's so easy to do these days. And Dybell notices that and is going to say, well, according to the policies that you're defined in your baseline, this database that just came up with uh, Josh, Schmoe having access to that, that's not part of your policy. So somebody needs to pay attention to it. And so that's the whole alerting and notification system that is constantly telling you whether you are in baseline or you're deviating from the baseline. And then the third part of it is any deviations from that baseline, you, you remediate that by either removing access or masking or, you know, and things like that. So, there are many other things in between that I just skipped, but at a high level, that's really what I will is helping customers do. Basically,
0: these sensors are kind of bots of some sort that are going around, you know, looking up information. I'm I'm kind of getting into the matrix, you know, these little characters in the matrix that had their little jobs in yeah. the movie the matrix, and they're really data programs or subroutines running inside this massive computer type of thing. But you know, I, I think you know, to simplify it for our people, and you've kind of articulated really well is you have data in many places you want to make sure that there are certain fields that are sensitive that are not being exposed uh so that they could be exploited and you want to also make sure that only the people who need access to the data have access to the data
2: for the right uh, purpose yes right absolutely. right
0: and you know you're right now you know and we see you know this is something um, you know, I think humans can't really do well because you know when you know, compliance is a very complicated subject, and we can all slip up, right? Uh, at all times, it's it's always possible that you leave something around, leave bits of data around, yeah. and it's. I think this is a place where machines can really shine, where you have something automated that can go in and check in a regular basis and provide your alerts. How does how does you know we're talking, of course, retailers. Most of, most of the people listening to this are retailers and people in the retail tech community, you know, even a lot of solution vendors that manage data on part of retailers. Obviously, we know the risk, right? The risk is is massive. I think it's both in terms of, you know, financial risk as well as reputation risk, right? Uh, In terms of your business and your brand. How does one go about the process of saying, hey, okay, I recognize this is a problem, you know, and very often this is like, Yes, my data is being brushed under a carpet. I'm gonna just assume that it's all okay until <laughs> <laughs> like I pick the carpet up and see it, right? Yeah. So yeah. how does what's the first step? You know, what what is what does Dive Bell do in terms of its services as a first step to help a customer understand? So you go and do some data serving. Uh, is is there a way that for them, they can pilot your, your process? And how how does one go about engaging?
2: Yeah, so we are a SaaS platform. So we are very lightweight. You don't need to install a lot of different things. And so we have two components. One is the sensor that, and, and again, without going into many details, the way we did it designed it that way is because we don't want any of our customer sensitive data leaving their environment, right? So, which is why the sensors are sitting in the customer's data center in their IT right. environment so that none of the data ever leaves the customer's environment. So the only thing a customer has to do, suppose there's a retailer out there, and you know um, you are one of the enlightened ones, and you say, okay, well you have a lot of sensitive information, and you want to make sure you, you you start that journey because it is a journey. It's not like a one-day thing, right? What you do is you you can quickly sign up for an account with Divebell on on a we have a SaaS sign up. You can just you know sign up and uh, and you can take that sensor and deploy it any in any one of the servers and we can help you do that. And you can point it very quickly. It is it's probably a 15 minutes job to set up a sensor on a machine and point it to your whatever you're using, you know, your databases or your Google drives or Amazon S3 or whatever it is. And that's pretty much it. And you, you set the schedule on the sensor and tell it to do the first scan. And the sensor goes and does its thing. And the results show up you know, 35, 40 minutes, whatever, give or or take a few minutes here or there. And then we set up a session with the right people, whether you have an IT manager or some security person. And the next step is essentially to go through and look at all the things that the dive bell has picked up. And then from there on, depending on what vertical you are in, what state you are in, you know, sort of all these variables, the dive bell team can help you sort of make sure that you get to that baseline very quickly. But the first step is always figure out first figure out where all your data is. And that's a very easy, easy to do exercise. So internally in an organization,
0: uh, Ashish, where does this responsibility lie? I mean, is it somewhere in IT? Is there typically a compliance officer, data security officer? Because, you know, it's possible that a lot of supermarket retailers don't necessarily have somebody assigned to this internally as a role, because it seems like they'll have to fundamentally shift. And I think in our conversations, I talked about, you know, that will kind of become your virtual compliance officer, right? Of some sort, right? Uh, and Gary, you've been in the supermarket industry a long time. And I don't, I don't know, uh, at least if there are specific roles within a supermarket organization,
1: whether somebody's a data security or a compliance, I, I, I think in only the largest uh, right. retailers, right? National retailers like a Walmart or Kroger, you know, they're going to have data security executives right that are responsible for this uh but you drop down much below that no it may be a line item in somebody's job description, but there's nobody heavily focused on it. Right, because I know PCI is obviously
0: a big thing in retail, right, yeah. in e-commerce. But PCI only is concerned more about the transaction and the separation of the networks of how those transactions yeah. go. The uh, How data is stored at rest and how it's ultimately used is not, I think, part of the PCI regulation, correct? Correct,
2: correct. correct. Right. Yeah. I mean, there are, there are some there are some uh, clauses where you have to you have to have that credit card number, only certain digits stored and you know things like that. that. So there is some. But you're right. For the majority part, it's not about data address. So, yeah, no, I think so. We are actually engaged with not retail. Well, we are engaged with a travel company, for example. Um, they are a customer and they are. You know they are. I forget what their revenue is, but they are definitely not a really big company. And what in their case, there's somebody definitely who's managing IT, right? I mean, retailer has to have a point of sale system. They have to have right, so loyalty system and things like that. So somebody is definitely managing IT. If you don't have anyone in the compliance area or security area or things like that, the IT person is the closest to knowing where that data is, what kind of data it is and things like that. So we can start with the IT IT person uh, who's responsible for maintaining that IT environment and that could be a first start. And then once the first scan is done, of course, we help our customers with understanding what that scan is showing. And from that point, we can bring in the right person, maybe on the business side or on the marketing side. And, and depending on the culture of the organization, where they are, if they are in Europe, I can tell you, they have to have a data protection officer because it's regulated. GDPR requires you to have a data protection officer or at least that title has to be owned. The accountability has to be there with some individual. So they are right. kind of ahead of us. US is following the same footsteps. Footsteps. It's not there today, but it's going it's to get there very soon. So right. my suggestion would be start with somebody who's closest to your IT environment. We can start there. And then a great dive bell can help you figure out who's the other person, if it's not just that IT person to make sure that the data doesn't, you know, go wrong. So
1: I I think it obviously makes a lot of sense to deploy what you're describing as your your sensor system to help that company understand where their uh, data, where their confidential data is across their environment. Is there anything that can be done to help their company understand where their data is
2: going. That's a fascinating question, Gary. We will require another ep- whole episode for <laughs> for that. Oh well, um, yeah. no, but have you
1: back? Yeah. <laughs> hey,
0: listen, I think one of the one of the things we do at the retail purchase, uh, we've already booked follow up sessions with pretty much every guest that comes on here because we find out that one episode is simply not enough. So.
2: No. It's yeah. not. Yeah. And, but, but Gary, you raised a very important question. It is absolutely critical because as you just said, there are controllers, the, the the retailers themselves, and then there are processors like Birdseye and other vendors. And, and these vendors might be using some third vendor and it's a chain. And we have some ideas. So today, the way it is being done is spreadsheets I mean unfortunately that is the scenario right now today is spreadsheets and workflow systems yeah. and people like manually tracking calling making sure and you know, all those yeah. things and attesting that hey I have your data secure with our sensor system where we are going and this is probably a, the other uh, you know another another po- uh, podcast or an episode is what if you could deploy a sensor in all of your subprocessors? Yeah. What if you could have a dive bell sensor deployed in all of your sub across the chain, and now the sensors are reporting back that information around what kind right. of information there? You can create a chain, a lineage, of where that data is going. Yeah, so, it's almost
1: like you code uh, ET that's embedded in that data file, and ET calls home periodically that's and lets you know where he right. is. Right? That,
2: that's sort
1: of that is sort of what it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because that's that's the scenario that i'm seeing and and discussions i've had with retailers around data security that that's where i see the problem happening i mean absolutely you know especially the larger regional guys are not going to understand where all the data is in their environment but where the issues are coming up is you know they knowingly share that data or that file with this vendor but then they they're blind to what happens after that. And their vendor is in turn sharing it other places. And that's, meanwhile, that company's got you know legal exposure if it's PII, for example.
2: That's exactly right. It, and it's a huge problem. And in the world of cloud and SaaS, this is just a growing thing because most of the business processes are being outsourced. What is not core to you, have some other yeah. party do it. But then, okay, well, how do you make sure that that party is responsible? Now, today it's just basically, I got it, I signed on the line, you know, I'm taking care of your data, but there's no way to verify. There are no controls right. in place to verify. And so that is another area, that is definitely a huge area. There are some technical complexities with it. Um, so we wanna make sure we start with the customer's environment first, because you can start with your own, sort of cleaning up your own house first, your basement, sure. and then you start looking at other things as well. But you're absolutely <laughs> right. That's definitely also a surface area that needs to be covered.
0: Fascinating. Well, uh, Ashish, this has been a fascinating conversation. and Clearly, we need a follow-up here to have episode two of this conversation. But uh, hopefully our listeners out there got a sense of, I think the important thing to understand here is that you hold really important data, right? About your customers, which obviously you're leveraging to provide services to improve their experience and improve the interaction and the engagement. All good reasons to hold the data and mine it but at the same time you know because of the, and you know this is something i wanted to bring up which is how is devops uh, you know impacting the proliferation of data because now we're trying to shorten the the uh, gap between development and operations and deployment and that creates a whole new set of uh, issues and challenges right you're giving more people access to data to go actually go out and deploy stuff uh, but anyway, so I think what we're trying to understand here is the importance of data privacy, the importance of need to having some kind of process. And Dive Bell is doing precisely that, trying to address this problem in the industry. It's a massive problem and everybody needs to be aware of it. So hopefully we threw some light on that. And of course, Ashish is, uh, is a great friend of ours and you know, incredibly smart guy. He's helped um, build some of Bird's Eye's key systems as well. So. I can attest to his brilliance uh, without question. And Ashish, I want to thank you for your time, taking this time out and speaking to us. And I'm sure we're going to get some questions here. So if people have yeah. questions, please do email us at the purchase at birdseye.com. And uh, Gary, as much as uh, we don't want to Ended here. I think I forgot to mention to Ashish that he's got to send us his address. Oh, oh, by the way, yeah, I know where he lives. Okay, so I have his address. So we're gonna make sure we're gonna you make sure. You got that, that data
2: you... exactly. Right, I got the data,
0: right? and we're gonna send him a, a retail perch mug, Ashish. If you're oh, up fantastic! So the yeah, next so podcast,
2: I can have my mug with me. That's, that's right. right. I, I think
0: I have a feeling that's that's our you know a bait and switch to a strategy here. You know, we give people a mug so they can show up on the next episode. So, you know, we only need to set up guests for one half of the year. The second half of the year, we will go. be with the mug. So. Good right. strategy, <laughs>
1: right. But no, I, I, I think really timely discussion today. I think this is, you know, obviously an important topic. I, I think it's a hot topic. And I, I think something that is, you know, your approach to this through Dive Bell, I, I think is, is very different than how companies think of this and think about data security, begin to think about it. But yeah, I, I think absolutely Shaker, we've got to get a sheaf back at some point here and continue this discussion.
0: Yeah. And I just want to let people know just a disclaimer, uh, you know, Birdseye does work with Dive Bell as well. So we're aware of their product. We're using their product in our in our platform because we believe that protecting information is uh, you know especially the information we get from retail is really important. Uh, but I just want to make sure that I, I set that up as a disclaimer. So, uh,
2: yeah, actually, uh, I was I, was I wasn't cool sure thought. if I should mention that, but um, but yeah, no, absolutely. And we are learning a lot about retail, of course, using Birdseye as a as a guide and in in what the issues are or kind of data and things like that. So, um, so yeah, D- Diebel is going to know a lot more about retail specific data just because of the partnership we have uh, with Birdseye, and we are thankful for that.
0: Yep, yep. Same here. But listen, it, this has been a fantastic conversation. Uh, Gary, any closing thoughts?
1: Uh, no, just great conversation. Great to uh, talk with you again. Look forward to uh, talking again soon. Make sure to
0: join us every Monday and connect with us at The Retail Perch on Instagram and Facebook.
1: And if you have any questions, feel free to email us at the retail Perch at birdseye.com.
0: Until next time, this is Shaker.
1: And this is Gary, signing off.